Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, April 10th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Hope everyone had a great Easter yesterday. Um, all right, let's start off with, there's a lot to get into. We're going to talk about the biggest developments in spring ball for the Buckeyes so far. We're going to talk about Aaron Nolan committing to the Buckeyes. Um, but I want to just start off with all of the access we're getting. I mean, even Friday, we weren't even supposed to be out there. We got like a notice on Thursday. You guys can come watch practice on Friday if you want to. I mean, this is the most access we've had on the beat in a long, long – I'm talking the early Trestle years. Like, by far the most access we've had. Like, what do you make of that? Just Ryan Day being nice to us, or what do you make of that? First of all, Dave, you buried the lead here. You wished a happy Easter. You did not mention that yesterday was also your birthday. So, happy birthday to you. I hope it was uh, I hope it was a good one. When was the last time – you told me this on Friday. The last time Easter and your birthday fell on the same day? I, I, I lied to you. I said 1933 because chat GPT lied to me. It was actually 1950. Ah. 1950 was the last time that uh, Easter fell on April 9th until yesterday. So it was 1950. And no, I was not alive then either. But, well, uh, I yeah. lied to a bunch of people this weekend because I told them what you told me. But anyway. I told you 1933. It was actually 1950. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, going back to your question, getting on topic here. Uh, but I do hope you had a happy birthday. Uh, look, th- this has been great. I mean – I was talking with somebody last week, like we're talking about the quarterbacks a lot this, this spring, obviously we don't have good comparisons to compare to like how CJ Stroud was doing in, uh, in his spring before he took over as a starter. Cause we didn't see a lot of it. We saw a little bit of it. We talked to coaches like we have this year, but, and you can put this towards anything, but it's just, it's been great. I do wonder if this would have been the norm under Ryan Day had we not had the COVID pandemic and they had to shut, you know, a lot of stuff down. And 
obviously they were trying to keep players away from, from other people and whatnot. Because if you remember, Dave, and I'm sure you do, that first fall camp that Ryan was the head coach of, we got to watch at least one, maybe two full practices. And we had some rules in terms of what we were allowed to report on and whatnot. But it was the first time I'd remembered in a while being able to do that. I think we did it once or twice, maybe under Urban. Um, so I think this is great. I think it's allowed us to get more information out there to, to our readers. I think that, uh, you know, people benefited just in general. I think there's more information out there about the team, especially at a time of year when you can get that information out and it not be an issue. It's not like they're game planning for an opponent or vice versa. So putting out information like how the quarterback competition's going, how the battle at, at various other positions are going, I think is, is good. Um, it creates fewer questions for us to answer. Uh, and look, it's, it's fun. We get to be at a lot of this stuff, which is a perk of our job. So I've been really happy with what we've been able to do this spring. Yes. Let's get into the the biggest developments. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, And and we still get the spring game five days from now, which is really cool. Um, that's always open to us, but uh, it'll be nice seeing some Buckeye football this Saturday. I'm curious how coach day is going to split up the teams. I like how Trestle would do the draft. He'd have the the seniors, the upperclassmen would draft players it yeah. was always game knows game. So, like, I remember being at, at the one where they're going into 2004 and the players took Troy Smith ahead of Justin Zwick. And it was like, but you can see the other team that didn't get Troy was like, crap, we wanted Troy, you know. And like going into the season, everybody thought Justin Zwick was going to be the starter, and he was. But it was like, you could tell the players thought Troy was better than Troy ended up winning the job. Anyway, I digress. But, all right, let's get into the quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be surprised if Kyle McCord's not the starter. I'm on record with that. But it's not like there's a big gap, and it's not like he's been showing out all spring. I thought he had a real good second half of a scrimmage one time when we were out there. But he's been solid. What have you seen from McCord? And do you think um, – will you be surprised if he's not the starter this year? Yeah, I think that's the way it's trending. I did think on Friday when we were there, I did notice – Devin Brown doing a bit more with the first team than maybe we've seen. And they've split the reps pretty evenly. Uh, that just may have been kind of Devin Brown's day to, to do more. Kyle McCord still went first more often than not. I just, you know, from notes I took, it seemed like Devin Brown was out there a bit more with them uh, in live portions. But look, I, I don't think, as you just said, Dave, I, I don't think there's a huge difference between the two of these guys in terms of overall talent. They're both very good. The, the difference in my mind continues to be Kyle McCord's experience. And I think, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts, you know, just the way he carries himself and things like that. I've noticed more and more throughout the spring, he seems to be when, when they're in the huddle and whatnot, he, he certainly seems to be kind of commanding that group. And that's not to say Devin Brown isn't. I just think Kyle McCord realizes this is, this is the time I've got to seize this opportunity. Um, you know, I think both players have had their good moments. Both players have had moments they certainly would want back. I mean, specifically on Kyle McCord, he threw a, what would have been a pick six to Cameron Martinez. Now it was a pretty good uh, jumping of the route by Cameron Martinez on Friday, but still an interception nonetheless. I know Devin Brown had a fumble a couple weeks ago. So look, they've each made some really nice throws and, and we've kind of highlighted those in our uh, practice reports and whatnot. Um, but it's, it's still early on in this battle. I know it seems like, Hey, we're almost all the way through spring. We would like, I think Ryan day would like to have had a guy kind of step out, which he said, but there's still a lot of practice to be had between now and the start of the season. So while I know it's interesting and and everyone wants to know who's going to be the guy, I I just think this is going to continue to play out for quite a while. Uh, I agree with you though. I do think 
if Devin Brown, or excuse me, if Kyle McCord is not the week one starter, I would be a bit surprised. But I, I think you're in good hands either way. Uh, they just need more game experience. And the only way to do that is to play games. And College football doesn't let you uh, do those preseason, offseason kind of scrimmages. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do a, a two-quarterback system. We have a question from loyal listener Buckeye80, and I'm sure people are wondering this. You know, if there's not much separation, could we see a two-quarterback system? I don't think so. I think Ryan Day subscribes to the theory. If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Um, by the way, you're getting a little shout-out. You do have a nice shirt on. I meant to tell you that. Nice Empire Strikes Back shirt, you know. Thank you. JVM 1341 is liking it as well. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to see a two-quarterback system. I, I think it'll be Kyle McCord, but I, I think they'll find a way to get Devin Brown maybe more playing time as a backup than Kyle McCord did as the backup. But um, I don't think there'll be a two-quarterback system, though. No, I don't think so either. Look, I think if it's very rare that that works, right? And, I, you know, you even go back to 2015, last time Ohio State kind of had something like that with right. Cardale and JT. And it just – you mentioned Justin Zwick and, and Troy Smith. I think it just causes – obviously there's issues on the field, but I think – in the locker room, guys start to pick sides, and you just want a guy. And, look, if you have to change at some point in the season, if, if you start – this is just an example. You start with Kyle McCord, and it's just not working. And, look, Ohio State's going to know pretty quick. You're going on the road week one. Uh, I think it's week four you go to Notre Dame. So you're going to find out pretty quickly if the quarterback can handle what, uh, what you need him to do. But if it's not working, you have to make a switch. I think that's different than trying to play both guys – I do think you could see a good bit of whichever guy doesn't win the job in some of those games after the Indiana game leading into Notre Dame. But you also, regardless of which quarterback it is, you want him to get plenty of reps before that Notre Dame game, right? So I, I, I agree with you. I think there is a reason to play both guys more than what we've seen in the past. I think a lot of fans would like the, the backups at all positions to get in earlier than they tend to do under Ryan Day. Um, and I think you have a reason to do that this year, but – no, I don't think that there will be a two-quarterback system. I, I can't imagine Ryan Day going with that approach. We'll tackle the defense later in the show. Let's focus on the offense other than the quarterbacks. What's kind of been the, the biggest storylines? Obviously, Carnell Tate's been shown out as a true freshman. Um, the offensive line, Carson Hensman, the battle at right tackle. What's kind of What are some things that have kind of piqued your interest the most, Patrick? Yeah, I do like what we've seen from Carnell Tate. Um, I, I don't know how much that's going to translate into production this fall. And that's no fault of Carnell Tate's, but he just has a lot of talent in front of him in that room. I do think that there will that he will see the field more than the wide receivers did last year, the freshman wide receivers did last year, just because I think he's that good. Uh, but the main story for me, other than the quarterbacks on offense, is, is this offensive line. Um, I don't know. It's hard to judge how good the offensive line is because the defensive line we're still figuring out. You know, you got Jack Sawyer back at defensive end full-time and it, it looks like between him and JT to him allow add Caden Curry and Kenyatta Jackson in that mix they've won a lot of those battles up front now that could just mean that hey look this defensive line especially these defensive ends is, are really coming together it also could mean that you have some issues uh at, at tackle and that's I think a big concern if you're Ohio State Ryan Dace talked about he needs starter level play from the offensive lineman and he's not getting that from the new guys at this point so I think that's a bit of a concern. I've talked about the fact that they could still go to the portal to get a tackle, but of course there needs to be a tackle in the portal that is worthy of, of going out and adding a guy, right? It, you don't just want to add a person to add a person. So look, again, like I said with the quarterbacks, there's still a lot of time before they need to be game ready, but I don't think you've seen from 
right tackle in the competition there uh, at center. And then even at left tackle at times with Josh Fryer. And and I know he's, he's probably locked in as the starter there, but there've been some moments where he's been beat pretty badly. So that's probably my biggest concern on the offense right now. My biggest concern is not calling Josh Fryer, Josh Myers. um, As I I tend to do that. I keep calling him Josh Myers, like Josh Fryer. I get Justin Fry and Josh Fryer mixed up. I've had to fix that a few times. Yes. Yes. That's also a little confusing for me. It's I'm, I keep doing the Josh Myers thing, like Josh Myers at left tackle, and people will be like, that's really cool. We're getting the center of the Green Bay Packers that come back and play left tackle for us. I'm like, okay, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll try and uh, remember Josh Fryer's name. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a good battle at right tackle. I don't know what to make of it between Tegra and uh, Zen. Looks like Tegra's getting most of the first-team reps, but early in spring, Zen was getting the most first-team reps. At least he'd go first in drills. We have one practice where Zen was going first in all the drills, and then when they went to scrimmage, Tegra was getting all the first team reps pretty much. And then Zen was banged up a little bit. I don't, it's too close to call, in my opinion. What's your take on the right tackle battle? Yeah, Zen was missed at least a couple practices. He was back when we were there on Friday. Um, so I think that's played a part in it as well. When we talked with them, the, the kind of confidence that Zen exuded made it seem to me like, okay, this, this is a guy who's, who's kind of taken on the starting right tackle mantle. Uh, but you're right. What we've seen is it's been fairly split up between the two. Um, I don't know if there's a guy that I would put ahead. I think they've both had some positive moments. But I, like I said before, I think there's been a lot of issues blocking Jack Sawyer out there at that left, left defensive end spot. So uh, I, I certainly think that you know, maybe not as important as that left tackle position just because of the way the offense is, but that's, it's, it's concerning to me. I don't, I don't think either guy has stepped up as okay, clear favorite or that both guys have played so well that they haven't been able to name a starter. I think, like I said, quoting Ryan day, neither have been starter level players at this point for the Buckeyes this spring. And I've said this on the show before we've had this on the site. We had this in the boarding house. I have it on very good authority that Ohio state, is going after offensive tackles in the portal. When the next window open, they already know who they're going after. I don't have the exact names. If I did, I wouldn't put them out there anyway. But I have it on very, very, very good authority that they're going after two offensive tackles, and they're hoping to at least land one of them. And they're feeling pretty confident that they will. So that might end up being the right tackle is somebody in the portal. We'll find out after spring ball. All right, looking at defense. By the way, one more thing on the offensive line. I think Carson Hensman has been a big story. Even though Ryan Day stopped short of saying he's the starter, he's the starter. I'd be shocked if he's not the starter. Um Defense, what's kind of piqued your interest the most on defense? Well, we, we saw recently on Friday with both now Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers out, we've gotten to see some of the backups, and I th- we got a good look at C.J. Hicks running with the ones, which was good to see. I didn't think he looked out of place at all. Um, now, you know, I'm sure there's some things that, that if you go back and watch on film that he can still improve on, but it's good to see that he can step in there and play well. I think there's been some improvement and and the coaches have talked about players in the secondary getting their hands on the footballs. Now, some of that may be that you're not having to guard Marvin Harrison Jr. all the time. He's been limited just to to control his reps. Xavier Johnson's not out there right now. Emeka Buka hasn't practiced at all this spring. Julian Fleming, the same thing. So when you're guarding receivers that aren't those guys, I think it does make it a little bit easier, but you, you have to get the job done. I liked what I've seen. I mentioned, um, Cameron Martinez with the interception. I think uh, Denzel Burke looks like he's he's dialed in. There's been some good moments from Jordan Hancock. Davidson Igmanosin, I thought, has played well. A couple times he has been in really good position 
and they've had a, a receiver just make a, a good play on him, you know, this is the battle you get in spring, right? When you're only going against each other, when one side of the ball does well, the other side doesn't look as good. So you really have to kind of break it down. I think the, the corners look better. Um, the safety play will be interesting. I still think that the way that they are lining up when we're there, which has been more often than not Cameron Martinez as the nickelback, uh, Lathan Ransom as the bandit or boundary safety, and then Josh Proctor as the adjuster or free safety. I don't think that that's going to be the way that the Buckeyes play more often than not. I think Sonny Styles will be involved mm-hmm. more than as just a backup player. Uh, I think Jihad Carter, when healthy, probably is in that mix somewhere, be it at that nickelback position or, or not. Um, I think those two guys are just too talented to keep off the field. I do think Josh Proctor's had a good spring. Um, it's just a matter, you know, we, we've kind of seen this story before. Can he finally in his sixth year, A, stay healthy, and B, give them the play that they need? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I don't want to say no because we haven't seen it, but I, I do think that, that that safety positions are still very much up for grabs. Well, uh, you got a, you got a, a fan here. Pat has that 30-year-old college vibe, string of lights and bottles and cans under the vintage painting. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not too much over 30, so he's uh, – I'm, f- I'm feeling pretty old. Pat keeps uh, keeps our average age of Bucknuts uh, employees a little lower. My dad his- painted that. My dad painted that. That's actually, that's really cool. Yeah, it was really our cool. dog growing up. All right, so let's get to uh, Air Noland. That was a big time, and we knew it was coming, but still, that was a big time get um, on Saturday night. Very rare Saturday night commitment. Um, you don't, don't see a lot of those. It was like 8.45 p.m., yeah. but big time get. Number seven quarterback in the nation. Um, some people think that he might even like, be climbing up the, the rankings a little bit more when it's all said and done. I'll tell you what I like. I already saw his film. He's a left-handed quarterback. I like the way he spins it. He seems like he's got a strong arm, accurate. You know what I really like about him? It's so important for quarterbacks. This kid is as mature and as, as much of a leader and as a winner as you could possibly be. I was so impressed with just how he comes across. And I think that's very important, you know, as you know, he's going to help recruit this 2024 class, same high school as Jelani Thurman. I know that helps. Um, you know, help with getting Air Noland in this class, but I'm telling you, man, this kid. There's something special about him. His his charisma, his leadership, just how mature he is. I think this is a very good, very good get for the Buckeyes. Certainly, and, and obviously, a position they they wanted to fill in this class with a talented quarterback. Uh, you had a talented quarterback in Dylan Riola, obviously committed previously. He decommitted this past winter, so you didn't want to to have a big gap in, in terms of missing out on a year of a talented quarterback. That's not the way Ryan Day's done things. He's wanted to land a, a top quarterback pretty much every class. So you're able to do that and, and credit to Ohio state. And I think Jay book tweeted about this over the weekend, you know, being able to pivot from, we thought we had our guy locked up for quite a while and Dylan Riola, you're still able to land a top 10 quarterback in the class and look, this this wasn't like it was a completely easy get Ohio for Ohio State. Miami, Texas A&M were very much involved here. And I know NIL was, was a factor. Um, who knows what deals were, were thrown at Air Nolan, Nolan what, what Ohio State was able to do. But I do think that they've figured out Ohio State has a good balance of what they can do uh, for these players and, and kind of how to pitch them on, look, not only will you you be able to go here and, and live out your dream plan for Ohio State and then go on to the NFL, which we've seen for years and years and years, but 
now they've added some NIL stuff in there. And look, we saw some guys they missed out on last class. This could have been one of them potentially uh, because of the NIL situation. It's not. Now this recruiting battle isn't over. I assume that Miami and Texas A&M will continue to push. But if you go back and listen to, to Aaron Nolan's comments and, and he committed on the 247 Sports YouTube page, uh, you can watch that on there. He seemed pretty uh, dialed in as a Buckeye and talking about wanting to help recruit other guys and things like that. And I know we've heard that before, but I liked what I heard from him. As you mentioned, talented on film, won a state title with Johnny Thurman last year, going 15-0. and I am interested to see a left-handed quarterback in Ohio State's offense if and when uh, he wins the job at Ohio State. It's been, I think Steve Belsari was the last guy, left-handed quarterback, at least to you know play consistently. So, yep. It changes things a little bit. Um, I'll be interested to see how the Buckeyes handle that, but not a huge deal, not something you have to worry about. I think it's a really good get. He's not allowed to wear the number eight. He's not allowed to wear the number eight. Okay? I, think he wears, I think he wears one. I, I, he can wear number one. He's not allowed to wear number eight, okay? I still have flashbacks from Belisari and even going back before. He was the last lefty, and then Stanley Jackson was a righty, but he also wore the number eight. Everybody except John Cooper knew that Joe Germain should have been the full-time starting quarterback. Anyway, I got, got a little off track there. But, yeah, I mean, the and one more thing about NIL that you touched on um, that I want to hit. Having Jelani Thurman, we were at the event that the foundation put on that Jelani Thurman was there. He's like, these guys had just enrolled. You know, it was like Carnell Tate was there, Noah Rogers, Malik Hartford, Jermaine Matthews, Jelani Thurman. So, let's say there was all these. I'm sure Miami, Texas A&M offered them all this money up front, uh, Aaron Nolan. All he had to do was ask Jelani Thurman, What's going on in Ohio State? And Jelani Thurman can tell him, yeah, they're not going to cut you a check like ahead of time. But, dude, I, I enrolled like I yesterday, and then I got a check. You know, like he can tell them they're – and, you know, and it's not just the foundation. I, I know he's oh, – what's through the foundation. I think he got a car. He got money. He got all kinds of stuff. And he's able to just tell his friend and his high school teammate, this is what's going to happen when you come to Ohio State. Absolutely. And credit to the NIL groups, um, you know, the foundation in particular in, in – the situation you're talking about, Dave, for stepping up and, and getting these jobs done. It's a new ball game, right? You're not just recruiting kids based on where you're located and what you can provide for them in terms of their chances to get to the NFL and development. And, and that's still a part of it. Uh, but NIL is also a part of it. And, you know, a lot of these kids, it's, it's a big part of it. You know, they, while I think there is recognition by a lot of guys that look, I need to look big picture it's hard to turn down money being thrown at you as a junior, senior in high school, right? I mean, you know, just kind of put yourself in that position, um, you know, especially if you're coming from a community, a family where you don't have a lot. Uh, having that money right away is, is certainly appealing. So Ohio State has done a good job at, at continuing to recruit the way that they always have and then also figuring out how to add in this NIL component. Are they still going to miss out on guys because they won't throw that money at them up front and make these big promises? Yes. But I also think you've seen some issues with that. And, uh, you know, the biggest one being the, the quarterback who was committed to Florida and the right. fiasco with, with all that. And that's not the only one. You look at Texas A&M last year and kind of how that played out with those freshmen. So I think you've got a nice balance with Ohio State. Yeah, you may miss out on some guys, but I think you're going to land more often than not the guys that you want. Um, and the guys that you want, not just for on-field, but off-field in the program. And that's always been really important for Ryan Day is that, that culture aspect in recruiting. Great stuff from Patrick Murphy. Really appreciate your insights, my friend. Thanks to Patrick. Thanks to all of you. Looks like we have a pretty big uh, live audience. Thanks to everybody for tuning in to our live broadcast. Thanks to everybody listening 
on the podcast-only version. Thanks again to Patrick. Thanks to all of you. Really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.